This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's time for Fed Talk, the live show for Feds in the Know. From federal agencies to Capitol Hill, the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth bring in experts from across the federal community to bring you inside the issues. Fed Talk is meant to provide general information about legal issues. However, the views expressed in this program are not intended to provide legal counseling. Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead to consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program. Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Ross. I'm hosting today's show. And we are producing a show in the middle of stay-at-home orders for which most of the federal workforce is working from home. And to meet some of their more important needs, I am very pleased today to be able to host a show on financial planning during a pandemic. I think there's this misnomer that because federal employees are all employed and receiving a paycheck, possibly the pandemic is not affecting them financially. But um, we have brought in the experts to highlight some of the more pertinent issues that apply to federal workers, financial issues during this pandemic that may last for many more months. So with us today are our friends from WEPA. And I am very pleased to be able to do a show again with who is now my good friend, Shane Canfield, who is the CEO of WEPA. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Deborah. Great to see you virtually. Thank you. And Shane has been with WEPA um, for several years now, um, but he has over 25 years of experience in the insurance and nonprofit nonprofit leadership business. And um, for someone like me who actually has watched WEPA for over 20 years, he's really transformed WEPA as an association and the products and services that they offer members. Um, and here to really sort of power through those changes and, and inform our federal employee listeners of um, the new bells and whistles available at WEPA is Tony Zaranti, who is the Senior Vice President of Operations at WEPA. Tony, um, I've, I've seen and, and know your name for quite a while being associated with WEPA, obviously very integral to its operations. It's your first time with us on Fed Talk. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Happy to be here. And last, you know, how do you do a financial planning show for the federal workforce if you don't get this woman, Tammy Flanagan, to join you? Good morning, Tammy. Good morning, Deborah. How are you today? We are all sort of okay here in Washington, D.C. It is an incredible honor to have Tammy Flanagan join us on Fed Talk. Tammy, um, if you think federal benefits, there is no other person more synonymous with Tammy Flanagan. I am extremely fortunate to have known Tammy for many years. If we said how many, we would disclose our actual age. And does her own radio. She does her own consulting company. She's with NITP, and today she's here representing NARC's Federal Benefits Institute, which they recently started up and recently in the last few years. And she is a terrific add-on 
when you're talking about financial planning for federal workers. And I do understand from pre-show planning that Tammy's also going to be one of the key speakers, Shane, this year at your annual meeting. Yes, she is. We're very excited about that. We tried to do it last year. Schedules didn't align, but this year they are. And this will be an experiment for us because we are going to do it like many others virtually. So we've recently pulled the trigger on that, even though it's many months away, it's October. You know, it's better to do it live, but this is not the world we live in right now. Now we've all gotten used to um, seeing each other and ourselves and watching ourselves continuously on, on Zoom calls. So, um, so um, it's it's really um, I, I find that you know it it really we're, we're adaptable. Human beings are adaptable, and we've adapted. And um, for your members, um, Shane, to be able to have Tammy um, as a captive audience is really they're very fortunate. Before we dive into some of um, the content for today's show, we probably should tell our listeners a little bit about WEPA. Um, Shane, you and I've done this before, but I think you're a good spokesman um, to inform our listeners, who is WEPA? What do you do? Yeah, uh, thank you, Deborah. WEPA was founded in 1943 by executive order of uh, president at that time. Uh, we had lots of civilian federal employees who were not defense and not State Department traveling in war zones overseas. And those people were excluded from every life insurance policy that you can't travel to a war zone and get coverage. So this was untenable. There were tens of thousands of, of individuals, federal employees in that category. So WEPA was a response to that. And that's uh, how we started. Um, since that time, we have expanded uh, our offering to all civilian federal employees. But some of the key components remain the same. We are still a nonprofit. Our board is still civilian federal employees, um, SES level primarily. Um, and uh, we, we have grown over the years. It's, it's a very successful program. It's uh, 46,000 people. It's not, it's not a small thing. Outside of Fegley, we're the largest provider of group life insurance for the federal uh, for federal employees. And that's the key to get in, you have to be a civilian federal employee. And once you're in, then you have access to the plans. And Tony's gonna talk a little bit about some of the niche, unique features of it. Uh, it. It does look a lot like uh, the federal benefits program. And you could probably argue about this. We existed before the federal government had employee benefits. That came in 1954. So we, are, we predate the federal benefits program. And I think that's one of the reasons why our numbers are so big. Um, but we, we operate as a nonprofit. And as you probably know, nonprofits operate differently. We're not trying to crush members with premium increase. We're not doing any of that. We're not geared towards- You don't have to report to shareholders. We don't have the next quarterly report to, to worry about. So that speaks to the longevity of it. and. Um, uh, so we're 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 very thrilled. Um, the the finest uh, the final thing thing I'll say is that we are working virtually. We do have a few essential staff in the office um, because there are some there are some paper components to it. But if you contact us, you call us, you won't notice that we're not physically in the office. But safety of the employees is critical, of course. Um, and then the final thing I'll mention is 
WEPA is rock solid financially. Um, we, we have no concerns whatsoever. In fact, we don't really have very many COVID claims at all. Um, so we're, we're thrilled about that. Thrilled for, well, yeah, we're thrilled for our members. But even if we did, it wouldn't matter. Uh, we're, we're rock solid financially. And this is um, something as CEO I like to, to make sure people know. Um, our, our partner on the back end is New York Life. They are also rock solid. So um, that's, that's my intro. And thank, thank you for giving me a couple minutes to say all that. Deborah. And Tammy, um, thank you, Shane. Tammy, um, you are today representing NARP's Federal Benefits Institute. Tell us a little bit um, about the Institute and your role there. Sure, Deborah. Um, NARF has been around, as, as most people know, since 1921, right after civil service started, which this is the civil service 100th anniversary this year of having federal employee retirement benefits. And the NARF Federal Benefits Institute came as a result of needing to have a way to provide more information to federal employees and retirees about their benefits. So we do a whole webinar series. We have a library of about 50 different webinars that we provide. Uh, members of NARF can call the Fed Benefits Institute to get answers to their individual questions or send them emails as well. Um, so we do a lot of services in the area of federal benefits besides the other role of NARF, which is advocacy for federal employees. So I'm really happy and proud that they invited me to be part of that institute and to help uh, spread the word and help inform employees about their benefits. And today, Tammy, um, you in particular will be um, talking about the effect of the CARES Act changes on the federal um, employee benefits program. And right. um, what a treat for our listeners to be able to hear it directly from you. But we do need to take our first commercial break. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show, which is focusing, as I said at the beginning of the show, we are focusing on financial planning for federal employees during this period of the pandemic. We are very fortunate to be able to have on our show sort of two of the top stars in financial planning for the federal workforce. We have WAPA, which is a nonprofit member association to buy um, life insurance and other financial um, security types of, or, or financial um, um, information that applies specifically to federal employees. And we have Tammy Flanagan, who is a federal benefits expert. She is here representing the NARF Federal Benefits Institute. With WAPA today is Tony Durante. He is, Tony, you are the Senior Vice President for Operations at WAPA, been there 19 years, which means you were um, Tony on fries at some point. Um, she's cooking bottle washer to work your way up. So um, congratulations on almost 20 years of service there. 
but you in particular are going to inform our listeners about some of the resources that are available in addition to the life insurance products, which I know Shane will talk to us about at the end of the show. WIPA spent a good many years now under Shane's direction, building out these other sort of financial resources. It'd be great if you could walk our listeners through some of that. Sure, and thanks uh, again for the time today, uh, Deborah. We appreciate it. Um, as you mentioned in the first segment, and as Shane spoke about, um, you know, WIPA's you know primary driver is our group term life insurance. But um, beyond that, WIPA strongly believes in educating uh, the federal workforce and empowering the federal workforce to be able to make informed decisions around their 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 finances and financial planning. Um, so in addition to that term life insurance that we've had, you know, for 77 years now and counting, um, we also have a, um, a free service for our members uh, that is a financial wellness service from Ernst & Young. And Ernst & Young is now kind of rebranding and going by EY. But, EY. Um, EY, that's right. But this is, a again, a, a service at no cost to the members. Uh, WEPA takes care of that. And if you are a WEPA member, you are eligible, you are able to uh, log in online, create an online presence uh, with EY. Um, there's lots of calculators, there's lots of uh, mini uh, uh, you know, video snippets, um, lots of education uh, directly around financial planning and that sort of thing on EY's website. Um, in addition to that, and perhaps most importantly, as a WEPA member, you have access to a free certified financial planner and you can walk through an entire financial plan you know literally from the first day you walk in as as a federal employee to the day you walk out as a retiree and that would cover anything in between as well so you can speak confidentially uh, with that cfp on um, college planning and college funding um, you can talk to that CFP about your TSP holdings and kind of, you know, what your appetite for risk is in terms of, you know, having your money work for you, um, all the way down to, you know, debt management, uh, cash flow management uh, within your household, uh, you name it, the sky is the limit. So it is a, a really, really valuable program and service uh, that, that Shane uh, helped us uh, roll out here several years ago. Uh, we're very proud of the service that, that we can provide to our members and, and the folks that have taken advantage of it have really, really responded positively with, with what they got out of the program, you know, that they were able to solve something that they were really stuck on uh, for quite a long time. So it's been a great resource uh, to the members going forward. Um, it, it's really, um, if I might add, it's just exceptional. I mean, it is an exceptional service to be, um, to have access to, um, for the fee it costs to join mm -hmm. your association. And, um, you know, EY is the real deal. I'm not certifying them, but they're the real deal. And um, so, you know, at all sort of levels of um, the federal workforce, um, you know, they, they're in a full-time employed uh, position with benefits and, you know, lifetime opportunity for tenured employment. It, it, it's just a perfect fit to line them up with a financial planner um, who could take them through the financial life cycle. So it, it's an exceptional, um, the added value that Wafer really offers now. Right. Thank you for that. Um, you, you've really hit the nail on the head there. You know, the beauty of this program too is it's 
Um, it's not catered to exclusively to early career feds or mid-career or late career. Um, you know, the government does a pretty good job when you get close to retirement of starting, you know, to, you know, to give you a little bit of help. But, um, but this program with EY, I, I mean, you can really leverage it at any point in your career, you know, whether literally first day on the job or the last day on the job, as long as you're a WEPA member, um, you can you can probably get something really valuable out of this service. So we're, we're really happy uh, and proud to provide this to, to our members. And that's, that's probably, um, and I know Shane wants to add um, something about the EY, um, the EY financial planning service. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, it's a lot easier when we're in studio, isn't it? <laughs> um, so the, the quickly, there's a very critical part of, of this service that we'd like to point out. EY is providing, if, if you've ever been in the market for a certified financial planner, there's two routes you can go. One is through an investment house or an insurance house, uh, and they'll provide good good advice. advice. There's no question about it but they're commission agents. That's how they get paid, okay? And so sometimes there's a little, you know, thing in the back of your head saying, are they really in it for me? EY is not that at all. In, in, the, in the, the world of financial planning, they are fee-based. It's just WAPA's picking up the fee. So they don't sell anything. EY is not a broker. They don't provide any mutual funds, no investment advice, no insurance products. They don't do any of that. They're so not it's, selling a product. Not at all. This is strictly information. So this is a real distinction. No, that's that's very helpful um, for people to understand the the um, the sort of the traditional way that most people get a financial planner, where you do have this concern about whether they're just trying to upsell you, um, you know, and, and take advantage of people's financial naivety. Um, but, but Tony, that, that, thank you for going through the um, EY service that's available to WEPA members, but there's, there are many more resources now available to WEPA members in addition to the EY financial planning. That's correct. The EY program is really our kind of latest and greatest, so to speak, in terms of educating our, um, our members and civilian federal employees in general. But we've had um, a number of other resources that, uh, that we've had for quite a long time that we're constantly updating and evolving. Um, the first one that I would mention um, are some financial health checklists. Um, there's, they're tailored specifically to civilian federal employees and the unique challenges that they face as they, as they work their way through their, their kind of the work-life balance, so to speak. Um, they're designed to quickly and effectively provide uh, federal employees with relevant information um, not just, you know, not just really a high level, but, you know, important details about retirement, financial wellness, personal wellness, uh, et cetera, those types of topics. So we've had those for quite some time. Those are available on our website as well, too, uh, to, uh, to all federal employees. Um, in addition to those checklists, uh, on our website, we also have savings calculators. So there's a calculator there to kind of, that kind of help you walk through well, let's say, you know, how much life insurance should you have? So you can walk through that and you can, you can put in your, you know, your debts, uh, you can put in your assets, uh, you, can, you can put in, you know, if you, if you feel the need that you may have to pay for a college tuition in the future, um, anything else you see coming down the line, 
you can use the calculators to kind of get you to a good a good starting point of what you think might be a good uh, life insurance number. And then a number, another, several other calculators that lets you calculate what your rates would be with WEPA if you wanted to, uh, to go ahead and apply for those coverage amounts. And then also to compare us against the, our competitors. And again, as Shane said earlier, um, Fegley is our primary competitor, although in a lot of ways we just supplement each other um, if we're really being honest. But you can see what you're paying with Fegley, uh, but also what you could be paying with WEPA as well. Um, so those are those are you know some great resources again available to all federal employees really to to anyone who happens to pop by um, our website those are, those are some great resources that uh, that folks have as well. And you also have on the website you publish I don't know a dozen guides and you are in the middle of promoting some um, online video content. I believe um, there's an upcoming uh, webinar sometime in mid-June on financial planning. Um, tell, tell our listeners about your guides and the webinars because there's a lot of content right now on the WAFO website. Sure. Uh, so are the guides, again, we've had for a number of years, uh, the guides were created specifically with the civilian federal employee in mind. So they, uh, those guides are tailored towards towards our, our members and our potential members. Um, they include uh, um, topics such as uh, college funding, um, you know, latest information about, you know, what the degree process is like, different types of higher education, um, resources for finding the, you know, the right college or higher institution, uh, you know, for your children, um, entrance exams, financial aid resources, you know, those types of things that are unique to federal employees. Um, that college funding guide, you know, kind of covers it all. Um, another, another heavily downloaded um, guide that we have is a consumer assistance guide. It kind of helped, you know, in this day and age, you can never be too careful. You know, all of the phishing scams and whatnot, the electronic scams out Everyone's there. Everyone's always trying to rip us off. Yes. Right? <laughs> yep. The easy dollar. That's right. So that consumer assistance guide helps members, you know, kind of hopefully spot those scams um, better protect themselves against fraud, and then also what to do. You know, if you, if if something is compromised, you know, what are your resources available to you? Um, uh, you know, and, and another another two uh, really really quickly, the federal benefits guide um, covers everything about federal pay and benefits. You know, locality pay, overtime, um, relocation and retention bonuses, performance awards. I mean, kind of you know the everything that you would you would see from uh, the quote-unquote HR side of the federal government. Um, and then, you know, last and certainly not least, we also have a federal retirement guide. Um, it's, uh, you know, really kind of gives you a walkthrough of, of what, what you can expect, but also uh, what to look out for as you kind of get to that retirement stage. You know, what's going to really benefit you the most as you sunset your career in the federal government and move on to the next and next and best uh, in, in your life. So those are just four of the I think we're up to 14, 15 guides now that actually that uh, that we have available to civilian federal employees um, and their families. So it's it's a great resource. Um, and yeah, the last, it's, um, oh, go ahead. it's very well displayed on on your website. Um, and the last you know big resource I want to talk about before our mid show break is what everyone's doing right now. Um, we're doing everything online, and um, Wape has been offering a series of webinars on certain aspects of financial issues and financial planning for feds, and they look very robust. Yeah, thank you. 
Um, we WEPA's partnered with the National Institute of Transition Planning. Uh, we've actually been a partner with them for uh, many, many years now. I think more than 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and NITP has been providing these in-person um, seminars um, on site uh, up until recently. And, and to your point, Deborah, we've transitioned that. So we're still want to give these uh, give these um, these webinars a chance. So we're doing an online version of these webinars um, and we try and have, have one approximately once a month, give or take. And uh, that information can be found on our website as well, um, www.waepa.org. Um, and just, just as a, an example, so far this year, we've done estate planning 101, TSP allocation strategies, and what mid-career employees need to know. So again, we're trying to cover the gamut of what federal employees are experiencing, regardless of what at one point in their career that that they are that they're in. So very very helpful to feds. Yeah, and you know, pre-pandemic, you know, webinars, um, you had to, people had to fit them into their their workday. Now their workday is all day because we're all just sitting, you know, attached to our computers and laptops at all different locations of our homes. So um, being able to just sort of plug in and watch your webinars, um, um, you know, um, I, I think it's probably um, more useful and helpful now actually during this time of work at home. And I encourage our listeners to go and, and take a look at WAPA's resource page um, and peruse for themselves the um, different types of products that, that Tony just informed us about. Um, we're gonna take our mid-show break and when we come back, we're going to go through some um, changes to federal employee benefits made by the CARES Act by no one other than Tammy Flanagan's going to walk us through it. But we are taking our mid-show. We're going to take time for our mid-show commercial break. This is Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. One team working all three branches. Judicial, legislative, executive. Judicial. SB&R employment attorneys offer specialized legal representation for federal managers. Legislative. Lobbyists in government and public affairs advocating for corporate clients. Executive. Produces two free weekly newsletters, Fed Manager and Fed Agent. Shaw, Bransford, and Roth is your one destination for all three branches of government. Online at shawbransford.com. SB&R. Client-focused. Results-driven. Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show, the show on financial planning um, that is specifically targeted for federal employees during the midst of um, the COVID-19 pandemic. And we are very fortunate to be able to have WEPA on our show. They are the nonprofit member association that many of you know as providing um, an alternative or supplemental life insurance product to federal employees. If you listened to the last segment, you would have heard Tony Zarante, who is their senior vice president for operations, share with you the far more additional financial planning 
products that are available to federal employees as a member of WEPA. And in this segment of the show, we are going to be very fortunate to speak with a dear friend and colleague of mine, Tammy Flanagan, who everyone knows is the federal employee benefits expert. And Tammy, you in particular are going to explain the CARES Act legislation, the provisions that specifically apply to the federal workforce. I know you, I've seen a um, PowerPoint on it, and so I'm I'm slightly educated, but you're going to do it for us in layman's terms, right? That's right. That's right. Now that I understand it, I can explain it to everyone else. Deborah, um, thanks again for for doing this show, because I think there are a lot of questions. There's a lot of confusion. Um, I was just listening to Kim Weaver. She's, of course, with the Thrift Savings Plan. And she was talking about, yeah, of course, we all do. And she was talking about the people who have been moving money back in March when the market fell and people moved money from their stock funds to the G fund to try to find safety or safe harbor. But in reality, things like that are not necessarily the best move to make when you're investing for the long-term horizon. So we have that going on with the gyrations and the volatility of the stock market. But we also have the hardships people are facing because of the pandemic, you know, whether it's child care issues because you got the kids home and you're trying to work from home or whether it's an illness in your family. Maybe somebody's contracted the, the, the disease or you yourself have it. So to try to help people out who are going through those financial hardships, Congress did pass a law at the end of March. It's already been, what, two full months yeah. we've had the CARES Act in effect. And it stands for, CARE stands for COVID-19 Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. And a lot of the provisions, or some of the provisions, I should say, relate to the TSP. So I wanted to go over those to talk about uh, what people need to know. And they can find more information about this at tsp.gov because you can see the updates. And and I had to update my slide presentation I give on this because they're changing uh, and updating when these provisions will become available to TSP members. You know, a lot of them wish they were available the day after the law passed, but it takes testing and it takes some computer programming to get these things in yeah. place. So the yeah, main... You are a huge, it's a huge, the TSP is a huge single employee 401k um, entity. And right. to pivot it, to adapt to the changes in the law has to be a, a very big undertaking for our, um, the good folks at TSP. Right, because they want to be very careful when you're dealing with, you know, five million participants and a half a trillion dollars of their hard-earned money. You don't want it to to file up or have have a mistake. So I can certainly appreciate, excuse me, them taking a little time and getting those provisions up and running. But they're here. They're almost here. So by the end of June, excuse me, I've got a terrible frog in my throat today. Must be the weather here in Florida. I'm in Florida. So that's the nice thing about these virtual meetings. But anyway, so the two main provisions of the CARES Act for federal employees has to do with the loan provisions from the TSP, and that's for active employees who want to borrow money from their TSP account. 
and also with withdrawal options, which can be in-service withdrawals from for employees who want to remove money from the thrift and not have to pay it back, and also for retirees who are taking certain lump sum distributions or even some of the um, installment payments. You can take a monthly payment or a quarterly payment, payment from your TSP account. So with the loan program, you can now borrow instead of a maximum of 50,000, that's been increased to 100,000. So someone, I suppose, who's really going through a significant hardship or medical expenses or trying to help out a family member, that could really come in handy. But it is a loan, so you do have to pay it back to yourself. So those loan payments will start coming out of your paycheck as soon as you take out the loan. So be careful that that's really what you want to do, but at least you now have the access to do that, which will start up Later in June, they, they suspect by June 22nd, they'll have that program up and running. <clears throat> now, the other program allowing withdrawals from the TSP account, the maximum withdrawal under this program is $100,000, just like the loan amount has increased to $100,000. And this can be for an employee who is suffering a severe financial hardship or someone who's just working in the government and wants to withdraw that money for whatever reason. And one of the little loopholes to this is the ability to transfer that money to an IRA or even to a Roth IRA. So you're maybe taking it out of an account that would be taxable upon distribution, but then you're going to move it into an account that's going to grow tax-free. So some people are looking at this as an opportunity to take advantage of that if you qualify to do this. Now, to qualify, you have to meet some requirements that somehow the reason for you taking this money out is related to the COVID crisis. So that's that's on you to prove that, that it's either due to child care, due to illness, um, due to reducing your work hours, or you run a business, that you have a financial hardship as a result of, of COVID-19. So there's a number of stipulations there, but if you meet those, that would be an opportunity. Because one other thing about that withdrawal is that there's favorable tax treatment when you take the money out. So instead of having to report all of that money that you took out on your 2020 tax return, there, the IRS will allow you to spread that over three years. So if you took out uh, $12,000 this year, $4,000 would be reported this year, $4,000 in 2021, and $4,000 in 2022. So the tax burden wouldn't be as onerous as if you had taken it all out in the same year. So that's something and, and that Tammy, a lot of people have attended. Tammy, that's a change, right? That's a change because yes. um, the, the um, TSP, like all 401ks, allowed for with, in-service withdrawals. That's but, right. Um, you paid the tax in the year you took the funds out. That's correct. And that's correct. So this, this is, is a change. change that spreads the tax liability over three years. And um, and did they remove the penalty for the early withdrawal too? the tax, the increased tax penalty? Right. Yeah. So even if you're under 59 and a half, uh, where you'd normally have to be that age to do an in-service withdrawal, that's been taken away. So any active employee who meets the criteria for the CARES CARES withdrawal would be able to take advantage of that and the tax um, delay in paying those taxes on that payment. <clears throat> now, there's some other smaller features of the CARES Act that impact the thrift as well. But Tammy, I have a question about the loan. You said on the um, in-service 
um, just straight out withdrawal, that you had to meet certain criteria that were related to the pandemic. Right. Is that true for the loan, um, the um, loan uh, to take the uh, in excess of 50,000 under the CARES Act now, you could take up to 100,000. Do you still have to meet those criteria also? That's right. So if you're taking out larger than the typical loan amount, because you can always do a general purpose loan up to 50,000 or up to half of your available balance. But if you want to go beyond that as allowed in this act, you have to meet those criteria. Absolutely. Got it. Yeah. So a couple of other things that are worth mentioning is number one, if you are retired or if you are waiting for a loan payment or a withdrawal option from the thrift, uh, be a little patient. <laughs> uh, things are taking longer as everything seems to be these days to process because people are working from home and there's some delays involved in, in communicating all that information. So allow some time. Um, also, the rollover period has been extended to July 15th. So what this means is that if you took a payment from your TSP account this year, and you've changed your mind and you don't want that money to be taxable this year, you'll have up until July 15th to roll that payment into an IRA. So you can delay the tax on that and get it wrapped up into your IRA. Also, if you received a required minimum distribution uh, this year, you can also roll that back into the thrift if you don't want to take it because they've suspended required minimum distributions for 2020. So no one who's subject to an RMD this year has to take the money out. And if you've already taken it, you can put it back or you can roll it into an IRA up until July 15th as well. So that's and, something. And Tammy, my, my understanding on the RMD, um, the waiver of the requirement that you have to take out the minimum distribution is, it. there's no um, eligibility requirement that, that's right. um, that you have to be subject to some um, effect of, of the um, of the virus, it's available to anyone and everyone without meeting right an eligibility requirement. That's right. That's across the board, and not just with the TSP, but if you have IRAs or if you have other 401k plans, it applies to those as well. Um, I guess another thing that's kind of related to that that's not part of the CARES Act. We had the Secure Act that passed uh, last year, late last year, and that. Uh, made RMD requirements move from age 70 and a half to age 72. So for someone who might be turning 70 and a half in 2020, you wouldn't have had to take an RMD anyway this year, if not until you reach your 72nd birthday. So that kind of passed into law right before we got hit with COVID-19 and, and then the CARES Act passed. So that was something to be aware of before that. So again, like no automatic RMDs are going to be sent out from the thrift this year. So if you're expecting one, it's not going to come. Um, if you uh, were thinking you had to make one this year, that's been suspended, so you don't need to. But on the other hand, some people use those RMDs to live on. So if you want the money to come in, you're, you know, certainly can still take your distributions from your TSP account. That's not preventing it. It's just not required. So those are some the interesting. And, and many of um, many of those uh, changes to the TSP apply to the broader um, 401k plans by other employers. And and as I understand it, Tammy, the, the whole point of it was sort of sort of both ends of the spectrum. It was to give people access to cash if they needed it um, through an asset that they they already have. They don't have to go to the bank or 
or you know borrow and, and from relatives um they can go they can get access to their own cash and on the other end of it was for people who um um you know with like not requiring mandatory withdrawals which would have you know take it out of the market in a very bad down market um which is when you typically don't want to take your your funds out is when the market's down is it um um because you know you're, you theoretically lost money um um i've got an have, example for know, that <laughs> And and so they're not. It's, it's people feel it as a penalty. Like I have to take it out of the market, and the market's down. I'd rather wait for the market to come back up, and then I have to pay taxes on it. And so I see it as sort of the CARES Act helping people on sort of both ends of that spectrum. It does, and I wanted to give a little example because I think this is really telling of of the emotional aspect of investing versus the the you know the smart aspect of investing, knowing what you should do but knowing what you feel compelled to do because of what's happening. So I did an example for one of the presentations of somebody who would have had a balance in their TSP account of $500,000 at the end of 2019, right? So they got half a million in their thrift. Things are rocking, you know, ever since 2008 downturn, the stock market's been rocking and rolling. So this person has all of their money in the CSNI fund, which are the stock funds of the thrift. They got half of it in the C fund, 30% in S, and 20% in I. So they were doing really good until March. So after the da big downturn in the market that occurred when all of this stay-at-home business started, the market fell. And that account, which was worth 500000 went down 114000 in March. Panic, right? You're going to panic if you you lose. You call it losing 114,000, and now your half a million is down to 385, almost 386,000. So what, I think that's the story of most Americans. Exactly. So what some people did was they moved that money from the CSNI fund to the G fund. Not a smart move, because if they would have done that, now here we are, early June. At the end of May, that account would have only gained a few thousand dollars and would still be down 113000 On the other hand, if they would have left the money right where it was, 50% C, 30% S, and 20% I, they would have removed a lot of that loss. That'd only be down 41000 for the year. So the, the, the moral of that story is stay the course. If you're playing stay for the... the Stay the course. If your long-term plan was to be invested in the market because you're still 10 years away from needing to use that money, stay the market. This does not mean you have to panic because the problem is you might know when to get out of the market. You have no idea when to get back into it. So that's a lesson that I learn as well because I'm an emotional person and I don't like to see my accounts go down, but you just have to learn not to look at it and know that you have a plan. Hopefully you have a plan. If you don't, uh, contact WEPA and get a plan in place with one of your advisors. But um, it is important to know that we can't react to these things on the short term when we're looking at being at an age where we may live to 100 years old. So that's a really long-term investment that we have in our TSP account. Yeah, for our listeners, if you want to read more or read or hear it again, uh, Tammy's interpretation of the changes to the TSP from the CARES Act. You can go 
onto the GovExec website. She's um, recently um, published an article that walks you through the CARES Act changes for the TSB. We're very fortunate to um, have been able to hear from Tammy herself here today um, on Fed Talk. We're going to take the um, the last. Um, we're going to make time for the last commercial break for our show. And when we come back, we'll close our show hearing from Shane Canfield, who will walk us through WEPA's um, life insurance products. You are listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed Talk. I'm Deborah Roth. I'm hosting today's show. It's a show on financial planning for federal employees during this period of the COVID-19 pandemic. If you've joined us, you've joined us in the last segment of our show. I encourage you to listen back when it downloads to the website and um, hear from Tammy Flanagan, who's walked us through some of the provisions of the CARES Act that apply to federal employees TSP. And we have spent a good part of our show with the folks from WEPA, which is a nonprofit member association that in part, um, its primary product is life insurance for the federal workforce. And um, we'll spend the last few minutes in our show with Shane Canfield, who has been the CEO of WEPA for several years and transitioned WEPA into um, a very modernized life insurance product chain that I think is worthwhile explaining to federal employees what that product is and how it compares to the Begley product. Great, thank you. Thank you, Deborah. We talked about what makes uh, WEPA itself unique, I think, nonprofit, uh, our mission, who we serve, uh, uniquely who we serve. Tony, I'm gonna ask him to talk about some of the particular differences between WEPA and Fegley, and he made a good point. You know, some people buy all of their life insurance with WEPA, but I think most of them use it as a, a supplement or uh, a way to, to add on because it's not that Fegley's good or bad and WEPA's good or bad. It isn't that at all, but it's just smart decisions mean understanding your product and what's available. And then what are the extra features? Tony can talk about that. Um, I'm going to mention one thing about uh, life insurance considerations right now. Uh, this is a difficult time. Uh, people are, uh, we're over 100,000 deaths in the United States. Uh, we've been very blessed with the federal population thus far, uh, has been very light with this. Uh, and it, uh, you know, being in the life insurance business, I, I don't want to be gingerly or talk around the subject. You know, if people are mortal beings and life insurance is there to protect your family, should you die? One of the things traditionally with life insurance is when do people think about, because nobody really wants to think about their mortality. Who does? And so what happens with, and this is a universal truth. This has nothing to do with WEPA or, um, 
it's it's a life insurance universal truth. People tend to think about it when either you have a life event, meaning a person gets married, they have a child, they buy a house, these natural places in life where you have big changes and your financial responsibilities change. The other piece of that is when somebody that you know passes away. That might be a family member, a good friend, maybe a colleague. And then all of a sudden, something that's an uncomfortable or unpleasant fact of life comes to mind. And people say, you know, I, I should think about this. So what I would say is this has nothing to do with WEPA. This has to do with us as uh, you know, being a civilian federal employee with uh, a need for life insurance is that if you have a need or want to reevaluate where you are, go ahead and do it. Do it now. And this is a good time to do it. This is what you might call a life event, right? This is a time to contemplate. Um, many people are. You know, you talked before, we're working from home now. That's kind of a life event. We're not commuting. We've got all these extra hours. How do we turn off work at the end of the day? How do we start it back up in the morning? You know, our, our hour-long commute is now 15 steps to the next room next to the bedroom where you turn on your computer and, oh, I'm at work. So life is very different now, but I would say financially, go ahead and take a look at your whole financial picture. Yeah, there's some uh, civilian feds are not um, are still employed, but maybe your spouse isn't. 40 plus million people have applied for unemployment insurance. Maybe you're a dual earner household and your life has been rocked a little bit because you're significant other, you know, some percentage of your household budget has changed. I would say go ahead and, uh, you know, we're into COVID now. We're starting to adjust to this uh, next normal, they're calling it. Um, uh, you know, use your resources, you know, listen to shows like this, go on our website, look, go on the NARF. Uh, I have not been to the NARF uh, benefits website, Institute website. That sounds fascinating. I'm sure everything what NARF does is really good. It's probably great information there. So I'm going to pause there and turn it over to Tony. But um, I would say don't let a difficult financial environment freeze you in your path because a lot of people freeze up when things are difficult. Go ahead, take the hard step and do some analysis um, on your personal financial planning. Hey, thank you. That was, um, you know, I think that those were, um, it was a comforting set of, of wise advice as opposed to a sales pitch and um, um, just sort of uh, hits you, a, you know, as a, in the, as a, in the heart that, um, you know, we, we need to make tough decisions and this is in life. And this is one of those moments where we should embrace it as opposed to um, being paralyzed by it. I appreciate you sharing those, those words of advice and wisdom with our listeners. Tony, apparently you're the expert on um, how to compare WAPA to the Fegley product. So um, have at it. Sure. Um, just very briefly to kind of compare and contrast the two products. Um, again, as we talked talked about earlier, WIPA's um, primary product we offer to civilian feds is group term life insurance. 
uh, with WEPA, you can uh, uh, obtain up to $1.5 million if you choose, uh, up to age 60. Um, and you can also get up to $500,000 on your el eligible spouse or significant other as well. So those, higher, those limits are significantly higher than the Fegley program, which is based solely upon your, your salary with locality adjustments, et cetera, in there. So um, one potential, one big potential benefit of WEPA is, is those face values. Um, so if you live in those higher, you know, cost of living areas, you know, the city centers, the DC, DC metro area, for instance, you know, five times your salary under Fegley option B really isn't going to cover in all likelihood what, what your needs are. So, um, and we talked about it earlier, most of WEPA's members uh, choose to carry both, which you can do. So you can carry Fegley and WEPA if you want. Um, there is no problem at all with that. And most of our members, about three quarters of our members actually do that. They continue with some portion of their Fegley. Uh, the Fegley basic in particular um, is very advantageous as you reach the end of your career and they'll supplement with WEPA. So they, they, the two programs can really complement each other. Um, and, and we were chatting before, the, before we started the program briefly. Um, perhaps one of the biggest benefits of WEPA's program though is its portability. So if you leave federal service for any reason other than enlisting in the armed services, your WEPA insurance is 100% portable. So if you choose to go to private sector, um, you choose just to leave the workforce to become a stay-at-home parent, something like that for a period of time, whatever the case, your WEPA insurance is 100% portable, no change to the rates, no change to your coverage. Um, and that's something, unfortunately, that's not, that's not offered through Fegley. Uh, so we really have a... Um, great opportunity for feds that are maybe considering career changes or things like that. Um, in addition, that spousal benefit is, is very critical. You know, many of our members we find, um, as Shane said, they're dual income, uh, dual income families, but that second income earner, they may own their own business um, and, or they may be working at a, at a organization that doesn't offer these types of benefits right out the gate. So the ability to cover your spouse and then even your children, if you so choose with WIPA, is um, it can be quite advantageous for a lot of our members. And uh, Tony, you had mentioned earlier in the show that your website has the calculator to compare the premium um, between the two products, which um, I want to make sure we repeat as we go through the comparison between the Fegley product and the WEPA product mm -hmm. um, and encourage everyone to go back to WEPA's website if they have any interest in considering becoming a member of WEPA and accessing its life insurance. I want to thank, we're at, we've come to the end of our show, and I want to thank WEPA for the work that it does to support federal employees and for the incredible outreach of providing financial information and resources to the workforce that WEPA's gotten into since Shane has taken the helm. So it's great to have WEPA on our radio show. And I'm sure that we're going to see you back at the end of the year in the open season series of shows we do. But for now, thanks again, Shane, for joining us. And, and thank you, Tony, for your maiden voyage on Fed Talk. <laughs> thank you, Deborah. <laughs> thank you. Thrilled to be with you. You're always great. Stay well to everybody. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network, 1500 AM.